Welcome to the Cinema Nerd Presents. This is the filmography of Richard Kelly. We're going to talk about the Southland Tales can cut. I'm here. I'm Kyle. And I'm James. He's in a whole other place because that's how we do this now. And uh, we're, we're going to go for it, man. So let, let me start, if you don't mind. Actually, please, please do. James, before we get into the the can cut because I do want to get into it. I just want to ask you, you know, topically, have you seen anything lately? Are you watching anything else? Uh, I can have a quick look at what I've been up to. Yeah, I've not been watching a lot of films. Actually, I've been watching stand-up comedy to like lighten uh, the mood. That's, <laughs> but, that's my yeah. hangover go-to. If I'm uh, like right. violently hungover and I really need to be napping, Stand yeah. up is my mood. Or okay. Ken Burns documentaries if it's really grim. <laughs> right. Well, I've also, I've been watching TV while I, I've been editing a lot. So I've been throwing TV on in the background, which is why I texted you about the magicians the other day. Oh my God. Yeah. What, what is that show? <laughs> I love that show, man. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's really so much fun. I, I, it's just going to go down a pathway of like, oh, and then this crazy thing happens. And then this crazy thing happens. But it's yeah. wonderful. I have a blast with it. Did you watch Tiger King? Oh, yes. Yeah, so I'm watching Tiger King. Yeah, of yeah. course. Five episodes in, a guy has stolen his his zoo, the Tiger <laughs> King Zoo. But and it is a wild a, ride. You'll never show. look at a, a white man in a flat-billed hat the same way again. Yeah, it's... It's a crazy show, man. It's crazy. Like, I honestly thought I'd seen the peak so early. Like, I was like, oh, man, that guy's definitely running a sex cult. And then, uh, like, that second episode, and then there's, like, three more sex cults that show up. You know, like, I'm like, <laughs> wait, how the fuck are all these tiger people? Yeah. Anyway. All in sex cults? They're all polygamists, and they're all, like... It's it's a weird power thing. I mean, that show is weird. Yeah, I haven't finished it yet, but you watched it all. I, I've seen it all. I have finished it. You're you're at the the zenith. You know, the last yeah. few episodes are a little wrapping things. Yeah, up. I'm sure they're more about the actual hired killing because at the start of the whole show, they introduced that he somebody hired somebody to try and kill somebody. Right, and then they don't talk about that at all yet so i'm like i'm guessing that's what the tail end of the season is yeah and then there's one more turn after that <laughs> oh <my Because God. laughs> the allure of the tiger yeah so that's crazy oh i tell you what i did watch uh, a film since we last caught up the the recent most recent star wars oh because that released out yeah do you want to talk about it i don't want to yeah, like I don't have to it's 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 very close to being like you know the whole concept of these films could have been amazing and instead they went for like the watered down approach every time and i think they got bored or something and they just changed things like because yeah, anyway it, it it's disappointing but there's lots of moments where you're like oh that could be really cool but they did something not cool 
like they do a real big punch and then they pull it back at the last second and go, oh, it wasn't real. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. The Chewbacca and namely. Oh, I'm talking about all three of the, the, all three of these new Star Wars. They, every time they do a big punch, they pull back at the last second and do a half punch. And you're like, oh. That was my main criticism of the second film. You know, especially yeah, with yeah like, it was rife in that film. Yeah, like, yeah, it kind of is like has every moment twice, and the second moment yeah. undercuts that first moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they always do something that you think is going to be amazing, and then they undermine it with something really average. And yeah, like oh, <laughs> every time, and it got like it got silly. Anyway, that's I just wanted to see what the last one was like, but it was exactly the same as the other ones. So yeah. I went and saw it in theaters cuz I, you know, I'm um, I'm a fan. Yeah. And I after leaving The Rise of Skywalker, I immediately went to see Cats because <laughs> I wanted something else in my brain. I wanted to like oh. redirect my disappointment you know i forgot i haven't i saw cats as well yeah oh yeah so, yeah and it is insane and i like yeah it's nothing man it's crazy how little movie that movie is it's so little movie and i mean i don't know the the theater show all that well so from I, what i've heard the movie has more plot than the theater show which yeah is, sounds that, like insanity. Yeah, because it's yeah. Anyway, that that film. <laughs> what is that film? Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's not it's not bad enough yet. It is bad enough. It is bad enough. But I guess I need a crowd of people to watch it with and throw things at the screen. Like I think that's where I would really enjoy the film. Like watching it on my own, it was. It was it was interesting. I laughed a lot, like a lot. But at the moments they didn't want me to laugh, but I was <laughs> laughing a whole lot in that movie. But you're just like, what is happening the whole yeah. time? What is happening? And then there's moments where they're eating trash, and you're like, okay, I get the concept of cats eating trash, but the actual vision of actors dressed up as cats eating rubbish for like. 10 minutes and I'm like you do realize that that's insane and like gross and like it just looks like the the visual craziness of it is yeah it's bananas yeah. it's so ill-conceived like Absolutely. that might work on stage because there's kind of like a frenetic energy and you're seeing it all through the proscenium but having to do that in a movie where you're that's right detail <laughs> after detail of cats human cats eating garbages yeah like so i i honestly like split my side watching <laughs> sir ian mckellen lick milk from a from a saucer I that's like, important to talk about but you know what gets overlooked is that in that same sequence he also weaponizes a hairball he totally like hacks a hairball at somebody in that <laughs> okay it's all weird man yeah anyway so those two were, I mean, it's just keeping me entertained. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like in, in one way, it gave me something to be sad about. And in the other way, it, <laughs> gave, it gave me feverish nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, it was also yeah. horrible. <laughs> 
Uh, um, I guess in a similar vein, I watched, well, I don't know, kind of similar vein, and then it branches out. But so, are you on, on Amazon? There's a bunch of kind of dad movies and basically like four hour movies where white men sit around a smoky room talking to each other. <laughs> so it's like JFK and Carlito's Way and Oh I see, I Once see. Yeah, time yeah. In America and yeah. So I've been watching a lot of those in sort of like, oh, this will take up a lot of time and I've yeah. seen it before, especially JFK. And you know, it's a movie. I watched the Taken trilogy in the same way. <laughs> and actually, uh, I, the reason I put the request in for the Marvel movies is I'm like, you know what? Those are the perfect kind of background viewing on all day sort yeah. of. So there's a, there's a movie grouping, just the MCU. Yeah. If you search for that, click at the first one, you're good for a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. There you go, mate. So I've been watching a lot of stuff like that, although I was delighted to learn that uh, my wife's new favorite movie is Heat. <laughs> nice. That's yeah. good. Wait, who? It's Pacino and Robert De Niro. It is De Niro. And it's like yeah, the, right. the cops yeah. and robbers are kind of the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. That one. So we've been watching movies like that. Anyways. Yeah, all good. Yeah. So what we're getting down to business on this one. Think the should. new cut, the the can cut, the original cut, the, yeah. the pure vision, the pure vision. I wondered yeah. actually, as I was watching this, because you had talked about the cut you'd seen previously being around two forty. Yeah, and that's where this one clocks in at. So I wonder yeah. if you'd seen this movie initially and then got around to the theatrical cut, or what? So maybe, what maybe I was watching it in like basically there was like a library of films at the visual effects company that i worked at so i was working nights and weekends so we had a library so i just i had no idea what this film was and i discovered it that way so very well it could have been a special cut because yeah, it was, yeah. was an internal yeah it could have very well uh it was yeah it was a wild ride <laughs> so, um, so what is yeah. so high level do you which do you prefer uh i think i like the the can cut actually I really there are like a couple uh, there's a couple moments that clarify some things i like really clarified that some like so the, i'm nodding for listeners i'm nodding vigorously yeah so uh one of the ones that screams out to me is the guy sitting up in the usi death bunker mm -hmm. it became Simon. very evident to me that he was not the person that everyone thought he was so he had he had chopped the thumb off a person who was meant to be controlling the military special project and he right. was running it against them oh and so he's an imposter yeah because yeah. he's got the thumb in the in the box that he controls the machinery with and they Is keep that... talking to him asking him for information and he gives them information but it's all secret projects so they don't see that he's not the same person but they don't really talk like but he keeps on leading them the wrong way or giving them funny weird projects or things to do okay so i 
I have a question about that, which I will ask in a moment. But before I do, I will say that this movie, this cut answered all of the questions that I had from the previous cut and then introduced new questions. Oh yeah, yeah, so it's not, it's not solved. No, 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 but I- It's close though, it's so much better. I found so so many more answers to- Typically though is, is Janine Garofalo in on the coup? No. No, she doesn't know. She doesn't That's know. That's why she's like pulling her eyes when she yeah. tells her to like move a board game piece. What is happening there? Yeah, yeah. So she's like trying to get her special project person who's who's meant to be like working for the government and doing all the special information from USI then and instead it's 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 the op- it's going the opposite way. He's he's running things for uh, basically the Antichrist. <laughs> right. Because I'm sticking with that story now. Basically, the mum is Satan, and he's the Antichrist, and he got screwed by Satan, just my plan. Wait. The, sorry, who is Satan and who is the Antichrist? I just want to make sure we got that straight. So that, yeah, I, uh, I was purposefully oblique there. But um, yeah, so <laughs> the, the mum of the Baron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sparkle mother. So she's... She's driving things quietly. Yeah, totally. And the Baron thinks he's running his plan, which is to take control of everything. He thinks with the time thing and all this, he's, he thinks he's running his plan and his plan fails as well. So everyone's plan thinks that they're winning. Everyone in the movie is running a, is running a story and running a plan and they think that they're winning. And the only one winning is the Baron's mom because she wants everything to be destroyed. Yeah, 100%. And so... That that becomes clear in this movie. It's still a little at the fringes, but she has lines and purpose and is... And she leads things off away from the Baron and she's doing things. Very isn't she? Yeah, it's a clearer cut for, for, like, it's not clear, but for what I've been watching before now, like, this is much more like uh, the the drugs, like the fluid karma injection, that comes that up a whole lot more. Way more sense. Way like, more literally sense. Literally every single thing. So I have a ton of notes here that are just like, oh, okay. this makes more sense. This makes more sense. But it would be redundant and kind of boring to read through them all because it's yeah. literally every question that I had from our previous episode Every question that you have watching this movie, the theatrical cut, where you're like, what the what is the what, 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 yeah. what, the whole movie long, this cut, in spite of, I have a few thoughts colliding, this cut answers all of those questions for me. Literally every single one of them becomes more clear for me. And so no, I don't great. know if it's just the nature of this cut or if it's my repeated viewings and our conversations and this cut but yeah. it made much more sense to me on this viewing. I think it's a much stronger movie. And yeah. where it becomes stronger is it, in two ways. One, it humanizes every character much more and it starts right from the gate. So that sequence of the camcorder where yeah. we're watching the like backyard 4th of July party is much longer and much more moody. It's moodier yeah. out right away. And that sort of tone persists through the rest of the movie so the conversation that we were having last week about like 
is this a comedy? Is it meant to be completely absurd? Or is it meant yeah. to be just a little weird at the edges? Kind of comes into form a little bit more for me. Absolutely. I, yeah, I found tonally the whole film made more sense. There's still an uneasy feeling on purpose, but I feel like the purpose is coming through a lot more. Like I always felt like they were, they were uh, purposefully making you feel uneasy watching the film. But now that that's more purposeful and less like ridiculous like it well and it conveys a sense of foreboding as if the world is actually ending as opposed yeah. to sort of like fun clip of the next bright thing that's happening yeah yeah so i have questions about the choices that they made in cutting this down because i get not i, I get as a distributor feeling like how the hell do I sell this three-hour time travel Jesus movie? But the decisions that they make, which they only take... So if this cut is 240 and the theatrical cut is 225, they took 15 minutes out of this movie and it seems to be all character or <laughs> connective tissue. It has yeah. a bizarre habit of cutting right before the pertinent piece of information that would make yeah. everything much more clear. And sometimes this movie is really directed. So the camera is in motion and it might be difficult to jump into that scene a little later, but sometimes critical information is given just in a shot reverse. And yeah. for some reason that's omitted from the theatrical cut. So I start to wonder who did have the final cut and who was hated this yeah. movie or like why i don't it's, it's a crazy series of decisions that led to what we saw last week versus what we saw this week it feels like the kind of decisions that get made by a committee where a lot of people think they're making decisions to help the edit but they all like the too many cooks kind of situation where it like it it feels like enough people like five people had a plan and what that meant was there was no plan like like they weren't talking to each other and they were all editing out little bits or something. I don't know. Like, no, I get that's that. It, but then why end up at 225? Why cut it at yeah. all? Like, okay, if you're yeah. going to chop an hour out of this movie and you're going to just deliver me like a weirdo 90 minute movie where the rock blows up in a spaceship at the end. Yeah. Fine, I guess. But yeah. why, why, take so little out of this movie yeah. and in turn make it make so little sense because it's not like going to 225 is saving your opening weekend. Nobody's going to see this fucking thing. It's a nutty, way too long, <laughs> overstuffed movie. I, what is the logic? It boggles yeah. my mind. Yeah, no, it's, it's absurd. Uh, the, the cut, like, yeah, once I've, once I've seen this cut, the other cat just like, what is the point? Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. Like, like, yeah, um, yeah. No, so I enjoyed watching this. Uh, they still like, they still had the bits that I thought they were going to cut. They had all of those bits, and like the the like musical numbers, and like you know, like it's a it's a crazy movie. You could cut a lot of stuff and make it a different movie, but they didn't do any of that, did they? Yeah. No, they certainly didn't. And I also, I guess I'll backtrack a little bit because so many of the plots are interwoven yeah. that 
it is challenging to see what more you would take out of this movie. So obviously the Simon I mean, uh, yeah. and Janine Garofalo, that's kind of the only plot line that gets taken out. Yeah. It's not much of a plot to begin with. No, but that was helpful to understand who the USI death character was and his point. Like the fact that everyone was talking to him in the origin in the other cut and the theatrical cut made it feel like he was part of the plan and then when you when you see this cut you're like oh he he's pretending to be part of their plan and he's part of a different plan like and it well he's having those the theatrical cut for one or two scenes right simon but Perry. he's also yeah but he's also the one who's uploading the footage he's directing yeah. the the strike on USI Den. He's the oh, one right, who's right, 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 right. so he's doing some major pieces, and then you're like, wait, so yeah, like it got confusing before, and now it's kind of like very clear that he was a plant, and he's working from the Baron's office, and he's like, so you know, like it all makes sense why he's in the Baron's office now because yeah, like that, yeah. Before it was like, why is USI didn't? No, I, I totally agree. I and it's not just that character, that relationship. No, no, yeah. Literally everything is much more clear, and I think it benefits from a little like the less frenetic stuff. So in the theatrical cut, when we th there's so much of that like screen. The, I guess it's the USI didn't website, yeah. right? Yeah. So there's so much of that stuff. And just by removing that and essentially leaving the same voiceover, I'm now tracking the narrative of this movie instead of, yeah. kind of I, I don't know the, hey, I don't know how to finish that thought. I found this much cleaner and yeah, you're right. That's less hectic, you know? So I, the way we, I hadn't even about, noticed that that was missing. Like, like you're right, but I hadn't, I had like, I, I hadn't missed it at all. Like that was not what I was needing. No, because you, exactly, you don't need it. It actually takes away. That's kind of my question is like, oh, why yeah. would you take that time out and put this time in? It yeah. makes it more confusing and more frenetic. And we've talked about Richard Kelly as kind of being tonal more than yeah. plot or, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. And, allowing those moments to breathe a little bit and these characters to interact with each other and the movie to slow down allows the plot to clarify it it yeah. sort of is a symbiotic relationship that i, I mean, we're gonna keep i hadn't even yeah yeah i mean i watched this 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 other cut and i hadn't even noticed that I, those bits were missing because i was everything was clearer. I was like, oh, this is good. And oh, that makes sense. And I, right. uh, like, yeah, those bits were pointless. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, so they, like, took out some bits and they also added just less information. Yeah, they, like, yeah. It's okay. bizarre. So I, maybe I'll do some research before we do the box and try and get to the bottom of, like, who cut this thing and why yeah. the theatrical cut ended up the way it did because the decision making is really bizarre to me. Mm, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I, th- I think you're right, though, with all the characters. They certainly get more humanised. Like, I, yeah. I felt a lot more for most of the characters in the film. And, like, even um, the second Upu 2 officer, um, played by... John Lovitz. John Lovitz. He gets a rage moment where he's not... Yeah. And he gets, a, like, a voiceover that's clarifying that he's in love with her. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, that was great. And like, he was willing... He's, like, already willing to die. So when he shoots his gun in the air at that beach scene... It makes yeah. sense now. Yeah. And that's everything in this movie. Everything in this cut is like, oh, that makes sense now. Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm like going through my list and just deleting versions of this exact same conversation where it's like, oh, that makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's everything. It's so, again, just baffling the way they cut the theatrical cut because the can cut really, and so I want to leave room for that question. Is it just because we are crazy people who have watched this movie more times than oh, Certainly. Like, I was trying to be conscious of this. I was watching the film, trying to be conscious of another person watching this film. It's still crazy. Like, it's, it's still exactly what I love. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, <bonkers. laughs> it's never going to not be a bonkers movie. It's banana. Uh, yeah want to watch this cut with somebody for the first time somebody who's never seen any other absolutely yeah and like just see if it it's followable at all right what would be kind of a fun bonus episode is if we could get somebody like maybe i'll ask megs to do it now she's well anyways if we get somebody who hasn't seen any part of this movie and do like a live commentary with them or interview. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that cut is a lot easier to receive the, the first time. It's longer though, right? It's longer. It's longer, but mm. it, it's a much... To, it to didn't feel eye, longer to me, movie. but maybe it's because I'm on board. Yeah, maybe. So we'll have to run the experiment and find out. The conversation does kind of reduce to, oh, it's better in every way. So I'll try and pull out some things that still don't work as well for me. Yeah, brilliant, yeah, And sure. maybe we can move on to what we think about Richard Kelly and where we're at now with him in our yeah. experience. So I still feel like the starless stuff is a little thin and that didn't get as clear for me as everything else did. Okay, so Although I think there was a line. Sorry, just to clarify, the one sh- yep. there's an insert shot of her altar to the rock, yep. and that helps a lot. It helps a yeah. lot. I was about so, to say there is a line and a picture, and the picture is the box of Santeros shrine, and the line is like uh, she downloaded the script right. from from Kristen Now's website. And because she's a stalker, fangirl, and she's insane, she learns the script off by heart and wants to become one of the characters. So she's, she's just like normal crazy. Yeah. Okay. No, that's good yeah, enough so for me, she, she's a, she's a, she's a, she's a fangirl of a movie star 
and wants to become she knows that he wrote the screenplay so he wants she wants to act out a scene he right. <laughs> is like otherworldly crazy at that point so he doesn't even really remember writing those bits and you know like or maybe he does and it's all intertwined right, like, right. so so it gets confusing there but she is just a fangirl acting out a moment that's why she quickly flips to okay <laughs> okay yeah but you know I'm gonna yeah, suck your yeah. Dick and i'm gonna shoot myself which is like a crazy scene <laughs> it's still bonkers it makes a little more sense here but still pilot aberdeen pilot aberdeen has a prophetic moment where he turns his gun to watch them yeah 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 which makes way more sense yep. now because you're like why was he watching where you know like why why is this part of you know like now you're like oh he's taking the red pill like the red drugs right he's he's like in tune and he has a prophetic moment punches in the numbers and then suddenly gets to watch the people doing the thing and it's like oh wow that makes so much more sense yeah it's every single thing it, it <laughs> all just makes so much more sense in this movie like from the very beginning when we start i guess we don't do we start right there but anyways the fact that john larroquette that scene where uh the guy gets his hand cut off oh yeah the fact that that happens in the beginning of the movie clarifies so much more because we understand oh. who's on which side and who's playing yeah. for who and John Larroquette in the background and the way that Nana Mama NSA or whatever her name is is introduced and it's so much more clear that she's driving Robert Frost as kind of like a, a surrogate and yeah yeah and she won't leave the office because she's yeah it all right. The handshake like, between the two stifflers makes more sense. I, I just I could go on and on. Yeah, Everything yeah. seems much clearer to me. Yeah. So is it is it reordered? Is is it like maybe? Yeah. Okay. I think some stuff is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, mm. it, it's a slight recut and a little bit of an expansion. Like they let every scene go an extra thirty seconds. You know. Yeah. So. I'm noticing that on Rotten Tomatoes, I hadn't um, looked it up, but Rotten Tomatoes is saying 38% for this film. And that is a whole lot higher than I thought that was gonna be. I, I'm honestly, I'm surprised it's not even a little higher, even for the theatrical cut, because it is funny and yeah, like crazy to watch. Yeah, yeah, I just, I've never, successfully apart from you found people who would watch this film and like actually enjoy it in any way so yeah maybe i'm being unfair because i really like it um <laughs> i really enjoy the ride no, i like i really enjoy the ride too and my point is more even if you're not on board for the ride if you just look up at it for any 30 second stretch of this movie yeah. something entertaining is happening yeah you know even if it makes zero sense in the end it's a compelling collection of sounds and images because there's funny people doing crazy things there's talented people doing intense things yeah. there's a visionary filmmaker doing something you know so it's at oh, the very least it's entertaining 
I just, it, it's refreshing. And to see another cut, it's really refreshing as well. And once again, like it, it, it's a different type of movie. And then I just got to see a different style of the same different yeah. movie. Like it's, yeah. And it was very heartening because I do, I think it, it's a much better cut. I, I would yeah. like it to be the cut of this movie that people will see. Yeah. I, I, I believe so anyway. Yeah. So without, you know, spending too much more time on just, you know, saying this version is better than the other version. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I do want to draw out some stuff about Richard Kelly. And obviously this movie is super obsessed with America. Case in point, the truck commercial. Yeah. It's so graphic. Did we yeah. talk about this last time? Uh, we glanced over it, but I think we should talk about it because it is crazy graphic. Yeah. It is pulsingly graphic. Yes. It is really, really, really sexual. And then the cutaway from that is Bobby Frost being informed that that's the European cut of the commercial. <laughs> yeah. and We're not going to see that in America. And so like we talked about last week, like we talked about with Donnie Darko, this movie is, and I think Richard Kelly has some ideas about America. Yeah. I don't know exactly what they are yet or still, but he's somebody that probably really considers himself a patriot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, probably in the traditional sense too, like like the, the like actually loves the country and therefore wants it to be better. So he's critiquing moments and he's saying what works and what doesn't, you know, like, yeah. like true true patriotism as opposed to this, you have to agree to everything or you hate your country kind of. Yeah. Cause there like, is there's another moment in there where, and I think maybe you can confirm or disconfirm if you will, dude. Yeah. Um, but the, the dude with Fortunio with the red, white and blue Mohawk. Yeah. Is he the guy in the previous scene in the news footage that's like projectile <laughs> vomiting all over himself? Okay, so I even had a moment there where I'm like, is it the guy? And how did they do that in the movie? Because you can't get an actor. I don't know how you fake that. Did they make the guy look like a guy from actual footage? Because I don't know how you, I don't know how you fake that. And I can't work out how to do that as a movie bit. Maybe like, you're right. Because the guy, our, our, the dude that we're actually following is his mohawk is like longer and more yep. movie styled. The dude in the footage is a little shorter and a little. Yeah, but I think they found the footage of Spring Break and then they fashioned a character to look like that person. That's what my opinion was. Like, yeah. sorry, in the actual making of the film, that's yeah, what yeah. they've done. You know, like, because I can't work out how that footage exists otherwise, like, yeah. you know, I, like we work in visual effects and like that's an expensive thing to do i can't think for of no it. reason and you can't get an actor to do that because not without endangering them i mean no no yeah I, I you can't ask an actor to do that no yeah no yeah yeah so, uh, yeah. so maybe the, i think uh, that's a solid answer um yeah. but it, it it struck me and it is serving this point which it is very much critiquing America, yeah, yeah, and going along. But with I that, think with a with a with a heart to it, like not yeah, everything no, is lost. I think quite often he's saying 
there's a freedom, there's great things. There's, you know, like, I think there's just, he's like, this is bullshit. Like every now and then, just quietly putting it in there or something, you know, or like, oh, well, not this? quietly. This dude is no, I know, but yeah. <laughs> kind of screaming yeah. it at you with this movie. Yeah. Um, and no, that, I mean, yeah. Donnie Darko as well. Like he, he's, he's quietly going, there's some weird underbelly things or like aggression with some people or, you know, like there's wrong, wrong things, but there's also right things. And like, you know, um, I think Drew Barrymore is a, is like a, like, I think that's why she takes the flag. Actually. I was thinking about it. Like, Oh yeah. She takes him. I think she's a Patriot. I think that's the trick. She, she's saying question authority in a way, not question all authority. Like, no, don't, don't just, always question authority but it's like or, or don't, don't always just go against it but like i think she's like american can be great so we should all work you know to make sure that it's yeah yeah like, interesting I, I think you might be right i think yeah i hadn't considered it that way i think that's why she takes the flag is like like you're meant to see her as like a as a, a thing breaking everything but it, it actually when she's leaving you're like oh she was trying to work to fix these children she was trying to make the world a better place a more thinking place a you know oh yeah um, i mean I de and I, that's definitely how i see her character but i think with, as like, a patriot i mean like so patriotism and her her yeah. sense of like uh social and and cultural uh, yeah. fidelity yeah i think that's a, a really good point uh, yeah. in, in terms of patriotism and Richard Kelly, did you track the first verse of the national anthem? And I realize I'm asking not in right. Spanish. Is that what it is? Ah, uh, so I, I, my opinion, and like I don't, yeah, I, I just in listening to it, I couldn't understand the first verses of like first verse of the American anthem. Okay. I know the words, so I feel like it was in Spanish, which was like a yeah like probably upsetting for some people or not you know like and and uh, like it was a yeah so i had that question also she's also apparently in mulholland drive yeah i mean a lot of this has lynchian feels uh, <laughs> tones to it doesn't it yeah. yeah fair enough i just watched uh wild at heart for the first oh, yeah. time how was yeah, it i you know i didn't love it i didn't hate it um, okay but i, I didn't I... love it as a, of, it feels kind of anti-movie, actually, the way that somebody described this movie to me one time. Yeah. But it, it sort yeah. of inverts, like, Nicolas Cage has to downplay the whole time, and Laura Dern has to go over the top the whole time. Yeah. And so you're like, well, why, why yeah. do it that way? Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't you know yeah. what these guys do? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, all right, I'm I'm not finding a great deal of information about this other than she That's was okay. in Mulholland Drive and is a uh, Mexican American singer, so wouldn't yep. be surprising if there was a spin on that. Mm. Anyways, um, so yeah, Richard Kelly is obviously a dude who's got some ideas about just just putting in there. Like I don't know if I talked about it last time, but the soundtrack of this film, like, was even clearer how much I like the soundtrack. It is an amazing soundtrack for this film. It has like Moby, Muse, The Killers, like uh, it has the Pixies. It has like yeah, truly it. like amazing music. And the Moby stuff is so well applied. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I really dug that. 
Um, I'm going to call out a couple of things that I, I just love and want to make sure we cover before we move away from this thing. That I think that final shootout is the same intersection where where the you know the uh, ice cream truck starts lifting into the sky. Yeah, I think that's the same intersection from the shootout in Heat. <laughs> nice. I just watched them both in so, near proximity. One thing I realized uh, that may have blown my mind for this movie the first time I watched it is when Boxer Santeros kind of wakes up in Venice Beach, not wakes up, but like yeah, yeah, calls up, calls up the 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 fit the family and is like, hey, I need some help, and they're like, where are you? He's like, I'm in Venice Beach. I'm at Baja Cantina. Um, one thing I realized was I lived across the road from that exact restaurant for six months. Nice. And I used to go there all the time. And I'm just like basically watching this edit where it's all a bit slower and I can kind of breathe a bit more. Sure. I realized the first time I watched this film, that blew my mind. And like, that was why I, like, I just latched onto this film so quickly. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I know this place. Like, and I know this and this is, I oh, and like, yeah. That's pretty awesome. That place yeah. right there at the end of Washington, yeah. me and a yeah. buddy of mine in LA, would he lived uh, in Mar Vista, which is just south of there. So it's like Venice, then Mar Vista. Yeah. And he, we would go there, not all the time, but they probably had some dumb margarita special. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Fishbowl yeah. margaritas for like way too cheap. And we, yeah, we, we ended up, that. I was very much stumbling distance from that place. So yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So just moments like that, like throughout the film, like I. Yeah. And so another moment like that is when they're in that intersection from he, when, <laughs> uh, you know, Martin Kefauver, Yo Dog, yeah. the, the drug dealer kid, there's yeah. some guy just runs up and shoves a, a rifle in his hand. <laughs> it <does. laughs> yeah. makes me laugh every fucking time. I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say, really. I, oh, uh, I, am, I am a little disappointed that that edit wasn't the one that went to cinemas because I think we would have a lot more people. I'm less like, than a little disappointed. I think it's a much, much better movie and I don't understand the logic that went into the cut that we arrived on because it doesn't, uh, I mean, the, if you want to market this thing, it doesn't, solve that problem <laughs> if you want to make a movie it doesn't solve that problem I, they do I they know. do cut one bit that but it's like one out of like a hundred cringy or weird or absurd moments but they cut the one where they talk about the guy not pooping for weeks and no, the, that's the, bait, the yeah, kid right? no i know but they cut a bit at the end where it talks about how the he farts and it destroys or it could I'm destroy so a city. I'm glad you brought that up, James, because that is actually critical to this movie. I'm really glad it's in there. I have it. Here's the quote. <laughs> One final thermonuclear fart that will trigger the apocalypse. Yeah. That's what yeah. The Rock says. I, yeah. My response was, is both the dumbest, funniest thing I've heard, at least yeah. this week, and yeah. truly critical to the ending of this movie. Oh, wow. yeah. I mean, like, so many of these moments clear things up. And like that, you're right. Because they're talking about that character ends. tying him to 
the cause of Armageddon. Like he's the cause of the end of the world. Yes. Now you're like, oh, and hey, I, and Stifler, I don't go. Yeah. Stifler hasn't had a shit in a week, man. It, so and so that also, <laughs> I, I didn't even bring up every instance of how like fecally obsessed this movie was last <laughs> yeah, week. And I like the big toilets. And, yeah. But that, that scene needs to be there. That's yeah. the whole thing is this. And so one last note I have here is it feels like T, uh, Richard Kelly reading, is it T.S. Eliot? Not with the whimper, but with the bang. Oh yeah, yeah. The poem. But it the feels like yeah. him reading that as like a 16 year old and going <laughs> with a bang. He's talking about farts. And then <laughs> because he's actually a really talented artist, made this wild multi-dimensional <laughs> metaphysical right. meta movie where the end of the world is a fart and yeah. i kind of love him for it i don't know man I, this movie yeah, is it, wild I'm basically watching the, the film again with a new cut i was kind of assuming i'd see uh, i don't even know like a longer conversation somewhere and like a few like i don't know a few like exposition shots or i don't know like something that they'd cut out but i did not see it being this much of a different edit like no and, and the craziest thing about it is that it's it's not that different of an edit the real no. difference is that it leaves <laughs> a little bit more yeah so yeah sorry sorry it's not a different edit but it just it reads so much clearer like yeah uh, same film same characters same madness uh all the bits that i thought that they were gonna tr like you know that i don't know like that they added or took away or did something weird to it's still there and i'm like oh okay so this film is still a film it's just way more clear what they were up to yeah no, and and everything that you explained last week that is kind of in the theatrical cut is well I don't know if well, but it's it's all at least here in this yeah. version. Yeah, I feel vindicated for my... You should. You absolutely <laughs> yeah. should. This is yeah. a much better movie, and I'm so happy I watched it. Hey, good, man. Good. Yeah, good one, man. Let's, uh, right. let's wrap it up there.